Welcome to the Big Talk Small Vertical Podcast. I'm Dallin. I'm Bryce. And with us, we have a special guest. Ben L. Ben L. of the San Diego Super Zombies. You may not realize that San Diego is a part of his team name, but it is. It is. While we're discussing random Ben notes, a couple of years ago, well, I think it was a year ago, I suggested that we have a, a heated Ben rivalry between Ben Fred and Ben Levitt, mm. and whoever wins the head-to-head matchup gets to be Ben for the year, and the other one just has to go by his last name. I remember that. And is I still it, think we should do that. Is this a feats of strength, or is this no, like a just, Nintendo 64 battle uh, Mario Kart? Or no, it, it's the, a fantasy basketball battle because it's a fantasy basketball league. Oh, well, it makes way more sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe we could do that this year. Ben, no, not. ben F. Tweet at big underscore vertical and let us know if you're in for the who wins the Ben. Think about how heated those matchups would be as those two Bens fight for their very identity. Great rivalry. It would. Rivalry. The only identity I need is the San Diego Super Then Then put Ben on the line. Yeah. Rule number one for surviving Zombieland? Cardio. Yes. So, as always, we have uh, the, three, the three parts to the sandwich. There's the newsroom at the beginning, the mailbag at the end, and the meat of the sandwich, which today is another season review for two of our uh, league teams, and that would be the Pride and the Broken Walls. Yeah. Not in that order, the opposite order. The Broken but Walls still, and then the Pride. Just, is that the fall before the Pride? I don't know what that is. Is that a thing? I, I feel like I've heard that phrase. Google. Yeah, sure. Anyways, um, Bryce, anything in the news bag? Luckily, we still have more news as we have yet another trade. Yes. Um, this one. You're welcome featuring... for supplying three weeks worth of news this, single-handedly. This one may have happened because I knew I was going to be here. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> The first week of news was, was not you. It was a fake trade between Benson and Jay. Oh, well, but the second, there's been the three weeks third. of me now, though. How's it? What was the other one? Zach Collins oh, for, yeah. for the pick. And then and then, uh, and then then last week, of course, the uh, the trade with Casey Bear. Yes. Yes. So, yep. and now week three. Week three, the East Mesa Trading Company sent Montrez, Harrell, Harrell? Harrell. I like Harrell okay. way better. That's fine. <laughs> And Duncan Robinson, plus the Super Zombies second round pick, 2020 second rounder, and the Pride's 2021 second rounder for the Super Zombies 2020 first rounder. There you go. Picking up more lottery picks. That's it. Yeah. A pair of uh, 26-year-old guys that aren't going to be on the next great uh, EMTC team. Maybe they can help somebody who's a little further along in the rebuilding process, like a... Super zombies. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know that I, as I've mentioned on here, I don't really value the draft that much, even in the lottery. But if you get enough swings at it and you've got the, the spot. So I understand why Ben traded it. I like it for you. I'm fine with it for Ben. Yes. Um, I'm so scared of the gremlin. No, <laughs> I'm sitting in the hot seat. I don't, think, I don't think any of these players will actively hurt your team, unlike, unlike the oh. gremlin. Um, 
It does make, I mean, Peril's really only useful if you're punting free throw. Are you punting free throw until further notice? I mean, and by further notice, I mean until Zion starts making free throws. (laughs) That was the question. Yeah. So I don't know. My my thought process was one, I don't like the draft as much. I don't like you, but two, just, you know, fill out the bench a little bit. I've got a few good young guys and a bunch of garbage. Yeah, you so now I've got a couple of better than garbage. Better than garbage? I mean, we, we make the comment a lot. You can find threes anywhere off the waiver wire, but you can't find over three threes off the waiver wire, which is what Duncan Robinson does. Yeah, Duncan Robinson is one of the few guys that does move the needle in terms of three-pointers. Um, he's, he's really just a one-category guy, but just fine. if that's – I mean, you drop Mo Wagner – and Movachner. Like, like I want a sound drop for him now. Who is who is I don't <laughs> know if we'll ever mention him again. <laughs> Feel free to use that one. <laughs> uh what Movagner, who was the other one you dropped? Uh, the aforementioned Bielitsa. Oh yeah, Nemani Bielitsa. Star of last week's podcast. Um, I don't yeah, neither of those players need to be on. So yeah. if you're dropping like the hundred and fiftieth best guy for the hundredth best guy, that's a sizable improvement. And both of them are still young. Twenty six a piece. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, and Duncan, you never know, they may be available for trade down the road. Is that Wink. they're available now for trade? Is what you're saying? <laughs> Maybe. Um, Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. Duncan Robinson, though, um, it, he's not getting a lot of minutes in the in the playoffs. I just think that he doesn't he doesn't play enough defense to be in the playoffs, at least not at this point. But in the regular season, he was like. He was right, right there with Jimmy Butler and, and the rest of the guys for minutes. Um, I mean, he's not a big part of 29 minutes, um, like I said, 3.6 threes per game is a lot. Yeah, almost four threes a game. I mean, there's yeah. very few guys that do that many. You're lucky if you go to the waiver wire and find somebody that's 1.5 or higher. So yeah. that's good. Um, anything else on the newsroom before we move on to the, the rest of it? No, that's it. Okay, well, with that being said, let's begin the show by starting it. So, uh, you had said we're gonna we're gonna go broken walls before the pride. Is that correct? I think so. I think I think the better team deserves the latter spot. He's the headliner here. Okay. Ben Frederick, one American hero, two fantasy basketball guru. Guru. Aspiring guru? Aspiring guru. Aspiring aren't, we, guru. aren't we all, though? I suppose we are. I mean, some of us have our own podcast, and we, so maybe some of us have made it. <laughs> so maybe a couple of us have actually made it. Um, but uh, we did get a complaint last week, and it was from Ben Frederick that we weren't talking enough broken walls. So here we go. Oh, here's a podcast that's <laughs> squeak wheel gets the grease. <laughs> 40% <laughs> broken walls. That's pretty good, right? Uh, how many of the walls are broken? Um, just the one? Just, just, just John. He's just still John. Broken, right? like, what's going on with him? Um, so we, I, last week we kind of talked about uh, the draft, uh, any off-season transactions, the draft, uh, waiver wire ad drops, and then kind of just a few questions. We want to follow that same pattern, I'm assuming. Um, what, what do we got for him? Um, he had a – right before the draft, he traded Goran Dragic for DeMarcus Cousins. Um, Dragic, to me, Dragic didn't do anything for me. I think I just dropped him for a – draft pick and Cousins did nothing for Ben, but maybe he will in the future. Maybe. His last year in New Orleans was 
incredible. Yeah. But, I, I remember distinctly how <laughs> wonderful DeMarcus Cousins was at basketball. But he's had a couple of risky injuries. It's major injuries. Yeah. And that's a, I guess that's a theme that we'll see with Ben's team. Yeah, we're, we can't really talk about on his field team with that. Wasn't he arrested or something? I don't think so. Ben Frederick? Ben Frederick? No. <laughs> no, DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, I like think a domestic abuse there, something. Yeah, like, I think there was. Um, uh, who knows? Probably. That's a terrible thing to say. His personal <laughs> life is just going the way of his accusers. No, yeah, maybe. I actually have no idea. Maybe. Um, Did I make that up? I don't know. No, no, I think he like I'm threatened his... <laughs> I, just, I think he, he threatened his ex-girlfriend or something like that. But um, anyway, he has DeMarcus Cousins, whom I wish the best. Because yeah. I really enjoy DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. <clears throat> I've coveted um, him for years, so good good pickup. Let's hope it does well for him. Any other offseason uh, moves? No, that's it for the offseason. We can just roll on through to the draft. Okay. Um, and he only had one draft pick. At number eight, he selected Tyler Hero. Ooh. Is um, he better looking than Duncan Robinson? Or... I don't know what Duncan Robinson looks like. These are the hard-hitting questions. Uh, Duncan Robinson kind of looks like Stretch from the movie Casper. Um, I don't know what Stretch from the movie Casper and, uh, looks like. And Tyler, 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 Tyler. Oh, the, the ghost who is the thinner ghost. Yeah, but okay. like a longer face. Okay. That's I Duncan Robinson. I think I can imagine. But human stretch. form. Uh, yeah. And then uh, and then Tyler Hero is an okay-looking guy. His uh, his draft his draft night suit was particularly well 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 suited. This is the the analysis that everyone comes to listen. to. this is the top this is the top A-rated analysis people listen to our show for. So. It was actually requested by the wife of a manager that we have a podcast about who has the hottest team. And was this Taylor's wife? This was Taylor's wife. <laughs> I appreciate that. So that may that may happen at some point. We'll see. But um, getting back to Tyler Hero's <clears throat> basketball ability, rather than hotness, my take is I think he might be fool's gold. I think he has kind of a name, and he's played well in the playoffs. But I just don't see him as having a whole lot of fantasy potential. He doesn't really get any defensive stats, and doesn't really get a lot of assists or rebounds. And so, so right now, for those of you, uh, uh, Ben is showing Bryce a side-by-side -side comparison of Duncan Robinson and Stretch from Casper. I just need no, an answer. it's not. It's Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Oh, it's Tyler Hero and yeah. Duncan Robinson. For some reason. The back of the computer is to me. I misunderstood the side-by-side. -side. He did not. Maybe this can decide who gets the name Ben for the foreseeable future. I don't think I think, so. I, I think I'd rather have Hero than, than Duncan. I think I'd rather have Duncan. Are we talking about hotness or player? As a player, I'd rather have Duncan Robinson. How would you want them on the hotness scale? <laughs> well, that's how they were. Why the two were being compared, not in terms of as a as a fantasy basketball as a fantasy basketball player. I think I'd rather have Tyler Hero, um, but I like Duncan Robinson. I just don't know what Tyler Hero does. He scores. He makes some threes, but not a significant amount. And he doesn't really do anything else. And Duncan Robinson doesn't do anything except make threes, but he makes. What I say, three point six, whereas Tyler Hero is two point two. Mm -hmm. So that's that's two thirds of it, which is two point two is about average. Three point six is a lot better. He's a lot younger though. Duncan Robinson's twenty six. I think uh, Tyler Hero is like I don't know. Yeah, but what's Tyler Hero's? And maybe like like this is just Tyler Hero is the type of guy that I don't like because he's a two guard, and I I generally don't like two guards. But he doesn't get any steals. He didn't get any steals in college. Um, it just 
if you're not getting defensive stats and you're not getting assists and you're not getting rebounds, you're just scoring and making threes, and that's just not enough unless it's a huge amount of threes. And with Hero, it, it just isn't. Um, maybe the assists show up. He's kind of – he's had some more playmaking duties in the playoffs where he played well. That's true. But I, I if – if the value of Tyler Hero hinges on whether or not he's running a lot of pick and roll, I'm gonna I'm inclined to think that it's not gonna be there. So I just um, Danny Larue has a saying. He says that the juice isn't worth the squeeze, and I think that's the case with Tyler Hero, where it's like I'm gonna you're gonna sit through this year. He's ranked 176 in 28 minutes. Next year he's ranked, I don't know like 150, and so you're gonna sit through a couple of years where he's not worth owning in the hopes of getting him for that one year where he's 95th. So if I were to make a, this is a, okay, we're about to make big talk, small vertical history here. Let's do it. I'm making a trade offer on the podcast to Ben Frederick. Wow. I wow. will give him. Do we know if he actually listens or not? Like he that? listens. Okay. He complained last week about him not getting I enough airtime. Um, I will give you Ben Frederick. Ben Levitt's 2020 first rounder for Tyler Hero. Oh, Sign it and seal it. Wow. I'd rather I'd rather have the pick. Well, there you go. Bryce thinks I lost that deal, so maybe Ben Frederick should just go. I ahead think and losing it. that deal is in the future for you. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I know. That, ben, I know Ben Fred likes Tyler Hero. I just don't think there's any justification. I think I'd rather have Tyler Hero than about five guys in the lottery. So I'd probably put a top three protection on it. In, in which in which case oh, he so doesn't. Now do he's it. going back on it all. <laughs> trade pick or a, a, a trade. Let me know. Let me know, Ben. Either way, let me know. Um, but no, Tyler Hero, he's fine. Like, well, I don't think he is actually. He's ranked 176 right now, and I just don't <laughs> think the upside's there. So why put up with the nonsense? You can just go pick up uh, Terrence Ross at any time you want, and Terrence Ross will give you what Tyler Hero's problem, like most likely upside is. But what's is does Tyler Hero have a, have a ceiling that's better than Ross? Theoretically, but he has to get significantly better at steals than he's ever been before, or blocks. Or probably assists, mm. and that like like that's asking a lot. Yeah, I like I like Tyler Hero. Okay, it's a gut thing, I think. Okay, it's a gut thing. Uh, my gut's been right before too, a time or two. Okay. So, well, I fancy myself a bit of a gut puncher when it comes to fantasy Ooh. because I manage with my brain. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was clever. It was because um, I speak with words that I get from my brain, and not my gut. And on that note. What was his transactions? If we jump into what he actually did during the season. I went down a hole there and I was looking at pictures of Terrence Ross to compare to the hotness <laughs> level of the other players. We're I think there will be an episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get creative and figure out a way to pull all of the managers' wives and uh, get them to give a top 20 at least ranking of players they find attractive in the I mean, NBA. Terrence Ross is a good looking guy. And then maybe get a wife or two on the podcast that week. I don't, I don't I think know what fun. Terrence Ross looks like yet either. I do. I can see him right now. He's okay. not. He's okay. Okay. Which which fictional ghost does he most resemble? Uh, of those, I don't know, Casper. Okay. <laughs> um, so moving on to the broken walls and their ad drops. Um, <clears throat> so he dropped first ad drop October thirty. He dropped Justin Holiday. Added Davis Bertans. Um, dropped. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, he didn't drop it. His next ad drop was to drop Marcus Morris. 
for the draft, for the end of season. So he had one ad drop all year. Um, he actually had four trades, five trades, and one ad drop. So that's that's an interesting year. I guess it's probably because he was absentee from the league for so long. But that one ad drop was actually really good. Dallas Bertans was a good ball player. Talk about players who move the needle on the three pointer, like Duncan Robinson. Davis Bertans is right there with him. Yeah, he's he's like Duncan Robinson. If Duncan Robinson were seven feet tall and played power forward, sort of. Yeah, yeah. clear. I'll be fine. <laughs> no, I actually Ben's contribution tonight will just be helping us rank the hotness of players throughout the evening. I don't want to be that guy. Anyway, yeah, yeah, no, it's he, too late. He's just body shaming yeah. at this point. That's, that's, that's true. Three um, seven threes. Okay, oh, yeah. so yeah. Davis Breton, seven seven footer, hitting three. Good pickup. If you're going to make one pickup, that's a good one to make. And right. and if you are a guard team and you're thinking oh, I'm just going to punt blocks and rebounds, then having a center who gives you your guard stats is kind of handy. It would be a rather extreme build that nobody at this point is doing. But as a as a team who lives on the waiver wire and streams a lot of guys, this was one of those that I was kind of sad and jealous about. That I missed out on. Me yeah. too. I think I think everybody was a little disappointed they didn't get Davis before Ben did. I'm not because I had Davis and then I dropped him. You drafted him, right? No. I either drafted him or I picked him up right after the draft and then dropped him for the time work. Yeah. Which did not work out. But yeah. whatever. Like what am I what Another am I gonna what am I gonna do? Moment of humility. Yeah. No, uh, like, like, well, I guess the draft one. Yeah. No, like that's that's the Overvaluing unskilled guys centers that block a lot of shots is what I do. And Time Lord was was it this year? Um, but let's go through his trades. His trades, five of them. So we already talked about the one August twenty second Dragic for Cousins. The next one was September eighteen, where he traded Jonas Valanciunas away and received Jarrett Allen, which I kind of like. That was involving me. I think I got Jonas Valanciunas from him. Um, Jared Allen is a good young piece to have. Um, I think he offers a little more stability than some of the other guys on this team. If you're going to have some solid pieces, Jared Allen's a good one to have that maybe you can count on a little bit more than DeMarcus Cousins or John Wall, who are coming back from injury. So he gives you something. Yeah, I, I think it's solid. He's younger. Um, yeah. I don't know when. I don't know how much longer Valanciunas has as a good player in the NBA. Yeah. He's good, but is he good enough to get the minutes? And I feel like Brandon Clark's going to start stealing some of those minutes. Yeah. Um, but he is, it is kind of nice being able so to So it hurts him. Bram only to help Bram? Yeah. There you that's, go. That's, he's cannibalizing himself. Um, I mean, if you're going to cannibalize somebody. <laughs> um, but I think I think it's a solid trade, nice trade for, for Ben Fred. His next trade came January 2nd, where he traded away Jarrett Allen. And his 2021 first in exchange for Kevin Durant. That was a big four-way trade, I believe. Yeah. Which also included you. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's a common theme with every trade. But that's where we saw <laughs> we kind of saw like what his team would be start to take shape, where he was just amassing all of these injured players. Um, and I suppose that's that's probably a good place to talk about those players. Not just injured players, but but sometimes just guys who didn't have a very good year. Um, Draymond Green, Kevin Love, DeMarcus Cousins, Kevin Durant, John Wall. Um, to a lesser extent, Gordon Hayward. All of these are reclamation projects that, if they come good, could really... 
is it possible they all come to fruition this year? This I next think year? it's extremely unlikely. I mean, it, it, even if you've got like six 90% chances all lined up, you're probably going to miss one of them. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these guys are a lot less than, I mean, DeMarcus Penn is a lot less than 90%. Yeah. I think John Wall is the same thing. Um, some of them, I think, have a pretty good shot at coming back, but Kevin Love's still in a situation where his team would rather lose games than win games. Okay. Um, I'll probably Draymond Green might just be too old. We don't really know. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it's 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 a very interesting build and an interesting a bold idea. And I think you kind of have to salute. I'm that. having fun watching it from the Fortune sidelines. Fortune favors the bold, they say. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. But do their numbers back up? They're saying if they're saying that. That's what I wonder. Yeah, I I, uh, I think though in this particular trade, Kevin Durant was was get is is a good one to pick up. I agree. That 2021 draft picks a lot to give up though. Yeah. I think I think those are valuable. And and, and who ended up with that pick? Uh, you did. We pillage. We plunder. Well, right. it, it fit exactly what you wanted, and it fit what he wanted. Where yeah. he's just going all in next year, and like. Honestly, he's got a shot at winning the title next year. He needs a lot to go right. Um, he probably needs to be a little merciless with some of these guys and cut them loose if they're not going to contribute right away because the window is closing. But it's it's an interesting build, an, in, an interesting trade. Yeah. Um, the next trade was made five days later where he sent the uh, East Mesa Trading Company 2021st rounder and Maxi Kleber to the East Mesa Trading Company for Kevin Love. Triple Derrick's. Yeah. <laughs> um, so more, more picking up reclamation projects. Yeah. What's Kevin Love look like next year? I, I don't know. I think that's a pretty good trade because I don't think he paid that much. Maxi Cleaver was someone he picked, um, who was generally available on waivers. I know at least he ended up on a team where he just added on waivers. I think Trevor and then was dropped again. But um, it's it's not paying a lot for a guy who might give him a lot. Yeah, and so I, I think that's another good trade for Ben, um, and it's a it's a it's a draft pick that I don't value all that much. It's yeah. nice, but it's not helping him with what he wants to do. Yeah, um, his next trade, um, July six, where he traded. Oh no, this was the previous July six, July twenty nineteen, where he traded his two thousand nineteen second for <clears throat> to you for three different. Second rounders of mine. Oh, okay. I remember this. So, kind of a weird trade and maybe not worth making or worth talking about. But mm -hmm. if you're going to trade one pick for three picks, I mean, tough to call that. One second rounder for three second rounders, tough to call that a loss. Yeah. So, all in all, I'm fairly impressed by the by the trades. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's a very real chance that it all blows up in his face and he doesn't win anything. And then he's also missing his next couple draft picks. And so the rebuild is long and slow and painful. Yeah. But, you know, flags fly forever. If he can get one title out of it, then it was worth it. I'm inclined to think that he probably won't because nobody's probably going to win a title, especially if they're, they're gambling off of a lot of, you know, a pair of blown Achilles. Flags fly forever. Give him flags, Bryce. I aspire to have a flag. At the, at the moment, I don't have a yard, so I don't have anywhere to put a flagpole to put a flag. In your future home, that's your forever home, will you have like a, a little bit of a rafter thing going on and above? 
No, I want like like no, high like high ceilings and then like some like beams that you can hang flags over. No, I want room. one banner and then just like the years like add days to it. Yeah, I think that's like a high school. Yeah, okay. it, it, cool. I think it's classy. Yeah, I think it's classy. Um, but will Ben Fred? Who knows? <laughs> I think yeah, I'll just yeah. get the. I think I'll get a banner made at the same time, and mine just won't have any dates yet. But the banner will be there. Yeah, yeah, you can. I can, can add dates as they come. It's, if, just they, a mindset. If, and, if and when they come. It'll just be like East Mesa Trading Company champions and then a big question mark. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but no, I I like it. You shoot for the stars, might hit the moon. There you go. I don't know if that means anything, but it could work it, out. It's, it's the tagline for Ben Frederick's team. Shoot for the stars, land on the moon. I like it. It's ballsy. I don't know what the moon is in fantasy basketball. But no, it, it's interesting. I think he's one of the most interesting teams to see next year. Um, I'm, I'm also very interested to see where he's – we'll do like preseason power rankings. I'm curious where people put him because I have no clue what that team's going to look like. I know who all the players are, but I don't know what the team's going to look like. Yeah. I mean, I do like – you know, I do like Brandon Ingram, Kevin Durant, um, Gordon Hayward, Paul George, Kevin Love. I think it, those are that's a good solid core that you can count on next year. Can you count on Kevin Love? Um, I mean, he's not, he's not hurt, and when he's not hurt, he does just fine. How many games did he play this year? Uh, pull it up here. Coach. But I mean, even if you take Kevin Love out, that's still a pretty solid core. It is. The problem is if you've got like fifty-six games. That's in a, pretty good. In a COVID year. In a 65, 62 game. Yeah, that's games. pretty good. And he was and he was pretty good. Um he had seven uh what was it the year before? Uh 22. 22 the year before. 59 the year before. 60 the year before. It's been a while since he's given you a full season. And if he's planning on riding out cousins and or John Wall, that IR is probably gonna be full on the games when Kevin Love misses. So you know, you can have a good team, but if you've got two or three, like, literal zeros there because you've got three or four injuries, then it's tough to make up ground. Yeah. So so that's why I talk about how how cutthroat is he going to be with Cousins. If Cousins isn't producing the first month, I don't think you can carry him much longer. Same thing with John Wall. And maybe maybe there's a trade there. Maybe you just have to dump him. I mean, he didn't. he's not that heavily invested in Cousins because he paid so little, but... It, it's it's gonna be he's walking a tightrope right now. Yeah. Um okay. I, I think all the questions I would ask I've asked. Is there any other trades for the broken walls? No, that's the extent of it. Okay. Uh any other last remarks for the broken walls? Shoot for the stars, baby. Shoot for the stars. So moving on, we have the Arizona Zone, uh, Brandon Overstreet, who uh, is at the helm of the Pride. Any off-season moves for the Pride? Yes. He traded on May 15th, he traded the sixth pick in the draft and a 2019 second, and Eric Gordon for Julius Randle. Can you run that by me one more time? Um, the number six pick in the draft, I don't recall who that became, okay. but the number six pick in the draft, um, a second rounder, and Eric Gordon for Julius Randle. 
Okay. Um, I I don't really love it. I don't really love Julius Randle. Yeah. Um, but I mean, going into next and going, you got to think with the mindset of going into last year. He had just gotten paid a lot of money by New York to be the face of the franchise. He. I don't know. He's a double double with, and he can pass the ball. I don't know what his assist numbers are, but he does handle the ball well. He he does, and like the, he gets pushed into that position. And I guess he was coming off a year where he was the 79th ranked player. Um, I just don't think he's very good. He's another guy who just doesn't give you any defensive stats. And he gives you the assist, but I don't know. He, he doesn't do it for me. The sixth pick of the draft ended up in Jay's hand at some point, and was Darius Garland. Well, I don't really like him very much either, so there we go. Maybe Eric Gordon was the best piece in that deal? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. I think Julius Randle's probably the best piece in that deal. Uh, ranked number 136 last year, so... What's bringing him down? Source. Oddly, the... Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Correction. Boom Shaka Laka made the sixth pick, and it was DeAndre Hunter. I think oh, the... Uh, Rainbow Riders. Thank you for fact checking. I got you, bro. Um, so yeah, the, his work category last year was actually turnovers. It was kind of weird from a power forward, but he does run a lot of their offense, mm-hmm. which kind of explains why their offense is so bad. Like that's not really. He's not Nikola Jokic. No, that's not who's supposed to be running your offense. But whatever, he's not. He was borderline. Worth owning this year. It's, it wouldn't surprise me if he became better. He kind of needs better teammates. Everybody in New York is hurt by the lack of spacing. We'll talk about that a little bit later when we talk about his draft. But he's he's another guy who could, with an improved situation, just from having better teammates and better floor spacing, he could step back up to be a top hundred player. But I just I don't know that I'm willing to put up with his downside. I mean, if his worst category is turnovers, that doesn't bother me so much because I, I don't know. But can't speak for the rest of the league. That's one category I do not pay attention to. But it still counts. It does. And like, it's easy to say, well, I don't care about Luca's turnovers because he's Luca. But with Julius Randle, like, he's not helping you that much in any category. Is it really okay for him to hurt you in a couple categories? Because he's also not good at free throw percentage. Um, the field goal percentage isn't very good. Yeah, he's not helping in threes, is he? No. One three a game, 73% free throw, 46% field goal, and 3.0 turnovers. It's just, it's a lot of negatives and not a lot of positives. So if we're sticking with a Lion King analogy for the pride, mm-hmm. uh, is like owning that. Julius Randle equivalent to when Simba walks away after his father's death in shame? Was he ashamed? Oh, he, he yeah, because he thought he killed his dad. Oh, well, I don't think. No, Walk I, away and never return. Or is return. Julius Randall the wildebeest who unintentionally kills him? Oh. I, I, I honestly don't know which <laughs> character he would be. Or is he, little, or is he Zazu? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting invited back, am I? <laughs> no, for, I like it. I like it. <laughs> no, he's, he's fine. No, he's not fine. He's ranked 136. It's not a bad thing to own him this year, but if a month into the season he's not playing well, I wouldn't cling to him. I think you can find better stuff on waiver wires. You can certainly find better upside. Well, if if you if you take a look at uh, 
how many people are rostered in a fantasy basketball league with 14 players, 14 teams and 13 players per team. Yeah, it's 182. Yeah. So he's rosterable. Yeah. So some teams should have him. Yeah, I suppose. But if you're if you're like a borderline playoff team, and he's he's somebody that makes a lot of moves. We'll get into his ad drops and like they didn't amount to much last year, but he makes a lot of moves and he he really like rings as much as many wins as he can out of its team. So why is this like one of the guys that he's kind of settled on? Okay. I just don't think he's good enough to justify that. Um, um but running through his rank, um, this is for basketball monster, but last year 136, prior to that 79, prior to that 139. 79, huh? 79. Um, 139, 128, 165. Mm. So like that 136 really seems to be Sounds like he's better than Karis LeVert. I would. I think I'd rather have him than Karis LeVert. <laughs> would you rather have Julius Randle, Karis LeVert, or an empty roster spot? Empty roster spot? Really? I think I'd rather have an empty roster spot. No. Oh. You're just, t- you're just too harsh. Well, you're too Simon Cowell for I mean, the show. I'd say an empty roster spot on though. I mean. Is there someone better on the waiver wire? I would assume so. We should have a, a, an episode where we go over the waiver wire and look at who's available, and I would assume that most of them are going to be better than Julius Randle. But like mind. this year, I added Nerlens Noel, Daniel Tice, and oh, those are the two guys on the team that I got. Bielitsa's on there now. <laughs> Bielitsa is on there now and on. Bielitsa or Julius Randle? Um, empty roster spot. Gun to your head, you got to pick one. I think I think they're like Terrence Ross. We talked about earlier. He's usually available, and I think I'd rather have him. I think there should be a big talk, small vertical drinking game for everybody. That when Bryce says empty <laughs> roster spot, well, maybe, maybe maybe the better term is streaming spot. Like, would you rather have a streaming spot? And Brandon, I think I think Brandon I'd rather... always has a streaming spot too. So maybe, but like if you've got two or three streaming spots, now you're not talking about 182 games or it's true. Players own. I, I, I have no problem owning uh, Julius Randle. Uh, I hope I'm not counting on him to be one of the best players on my team, but if he's towards the end of the roster, I'm okay having him. Yeah, it's, it's not the end of the world. Um, and he didn't, when he gave up the sixth pick in the draft, I don't have the sixth pick in the draft. DeAndre Hunter? I mean, I probably would have taken DeAndre Hunter, and I think I'd rather have DeAndre Hunter. I think he has more upside. And I don't love DeAndre Hunter by any means. He looks like he might not, even in a best case scenario, he was probably more of a real life player than a fantasy player. But I don't know. Okay. Uh, any other off-season transactions for the Pride? No. Next, we come to the draft, which is something that I actually did want to talk about. Okay. Now. Go ahead. Um, he had the number three pick, which he got via – it had been passed around a few times. But at number three, he took R.J. Barrett. And okay. I think, like, R.J. Barrett, I think, is a really interesting player. Um, he is – I, I think I view the draft differently than most people because I follow it years in advance. And like RJ Barrett two years ago was viewed as like a like really a, close to being a sure thing superstar. And then a year ago, he, you know, some of the shine had come off that star. But still, like, if, if, if he had been like frozen in, in like a cryogenic freezer and then thawed out for this year's draft, he'd go number one, I think, without any question. Um, but last year he was really bad, really bad. Is, is that it, is that a product of playing for New York? 
or RJ Barrett just being bad. It's part of it, but like if you look at players who are currently owned on rosters, um, the worst players are the players who played no minutes: the John Walls, the Marcus, um, the Marcus Cousins, Clay Thompson, those guys. Uh, next up, it's Goga, who played like eight minutes a game. And I think it's probably he's owned, but I don't know. Yeah, he is. But like you don't you don't love Goga. You're not building your team around Goga. Next up was Seku Demboya, who is owned. Yeah, he is. Um, and then the next one is RJ Barrett. He's the third worst player um, on Yahoo. He's ranked number three hundred and eighteen on Basketball Monster three hundred and thirty nine. That's bad. That's really really bad. That is really bad, and it's worth mentioning. Like, like it's so bad. It's not even comically bad. Um, it's it's rough. Uh, he actively is a, just abuses both percentages. Um, when you look at overall value for free throw percentage, he's sixth worst as a shooting guard. Shot sixty one percent. But he's Steve Nash's godson, and you got to think at some point that's going to come through. Mamba. It might, but it's like like this is. I've never heard that. No, I really like that. Bro. In uh, in college he was mid sixties. In summer league he was mid sixties. In high school he was mid sixties. In international competitions like a mid he's just a mid sixties free throw shooter. Jeez. And if that you're a, if you're a bubble team like uh, like Brandon, he traded his 2021 pick because he views himself as a playoff team, and maybe he is. But I don't think it's a slam dunk. And so if you're if you're on the edge, can you really afford to hold RJ Barrett? I feel like for most players, if you invest a lot into a guy and he's got such a, a great name coming into the draft, and there's so so high expect such high expectations. After the first year, you say, "Well, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna gut it out and I'm gonna ride him." Like that's kind of how can't, I you can't drop RJ Barrett. No, but can you own him? I mean, you should trade him to somebody at the bottom of the the league, probably like yeah. a. Like a Josh or a <clears throat> Dallin. Yeah, like like it's. I think I think he needs to make a decision rather than just sit on RJ Barrett and own him, because he's hurting both your percentages, and I don't know. Like in some ways, it was a really good situation for him because he was given so much run, thirty minutes a game with a twenty five point four usage rate. Like that's really you. Would, everyone with a rookie hopes for that. Um, but but, but it's just a, how much leeway do you give rookies though? When they There's get when they curve. get that much run, and the other thing is, like he was asked to play a role that he's not really suited for. He's not a lead guard where he has. But well, let's look at it, look at it from this perspective. Uh, he was the third pick. He was considered to be as good at the draft, right? There was a lot of there was a lot of talk of him being pretty dang good. Maybe not as good as Zion, but pretty dang good, along with John Morant. And the battle for. Uh, Rookie of the Year was between John ja Morant, Zion Williamson, and an undrafted Kendrick Nunn with no mention of RJ Barrett. Yeah, so, I mean, so RJ Barrett was just is pretty obvious. Yeah, that, but like 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 I'm not advocating that he drop him, but I think that he needs to make a decision rather than just wait and see. Rather than just say, well, you know, I'll sit on him and hope he gets better because he might end up costing you. Like uh, when Simba made playoffs. the decision to come back to Pride Rock, something like that. Um, as I, as I was looking into it, I was surprised at how bad Brandon is at free throw because I think of him as more of a, a guard-centric team. Um, Brandon Overstreet or Brandon's team? <laughs> Brandon's team, obviously. Basketball Brandon. He's not that bad at we don't free shoot, throws. We don't shoot many free throws. But he was 8-11 in free throw. Um, 
for eight wins, 11 losses at free throw last year, 75.5% for his team, which was third from the worst. If he, if it may well be that RJ Barrett cost him two or three games next year, and he made the playoff by half a game this year. Does he make it up on other categories? Barrett? No. Yeah. No. Barrett. I thought the answer would, four, would be no. 14.3 14 points, which is basically neutral. 1.13s, which is a little negative, but basically neutral. And he's he's a he's a bad shooter. Like I I, I I've made offers for RJ Barrett because I kind of like him. Like as a person, I think it's not coming through game. in this conversation. But, <laughs> he's well, just sandbagging no, his like, next like offer. <laughs> no, like it's just he's an interesting player because he is the Maple Mamba. He's the Maple he's Mamba. really bad. Brandon, if you get a trade um, offer from Bryce in the next week, please tweet. I said a trade offer like yesterday. Big underscore vertical. Big underscore vertical. I, I made him a trade offer like yesterday. So what's the uh, what's the line at for if for Did you really, What was the trade offer? Can we talk about? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, my private dealings. That from my 2023 draft pick. Oh, okay. And right. Brandon said, "That's a weird question to ask since, since no. he doesn't have our no, he, he, he said no, uh, which is fine. You, you should say yes because that once turned into Zion Williamson for me. And yeah, yeah. Owning future draft picks nice. Never hurts. No, I was gonna. Um, can't remember what I was gonna say. Sorry, you were gonna ask what his line was. No, no, no. So, okay, yes. So, what is his line next year? So, what's the over-under for his player ranking next year? If we're to create a poll on GroupMe tomorrow, do you think R.J. Barrett will be ranked higher or lower than 120? I was thinking like 180. Okay. Like I, I think Ooh. he's probably not worth owning next year. Okay. It, it just, Maybe it, I'll it come down on that so a little bit because that seems a bit harsh. It was so bad. 160. Like, I'm going to set the line at 160 and put that on group me. I would definitely take the under. He just The percentages were so bad. I don't see him getting better. Like I, I like some things about him. He rebounds well for a guard. He, he gets pretty good assists. He sucks, and I want him. It's it's a conundrum. Well, and, and there are like, – I typically like to have a guy that I'm just sitting on and, yeah. and letting him go. I love having and a project. I, I can afford to do that because I'm a playoff team regardless. But, yeah, you're, you're but, but the pride isn't. The pride's on the bubble, and I just don't know that the pride can afford to walk around with his anchor. And I think that he could probably get some value right now. I, I would, I would make, I'm sure I'd make an yeah. offer. I'd, I'd, I'd rather – if I were, especially if I were a rebuilding team, I would rather have RJ Barrett than Tyler Hero because I think that he has legitimate upside. And I, I feel like there are other teams, rebuilding teams like East Bay's Trading Company or like Jaw Dogs or like Winnie Toto, who would value him more than the Pride ought to. And I think some of the free throw punt teams like San Diego Super Zombies, potentially, or, I mean, currently, yes. or the Flock, I think they ought to value him more than the Pride does as well. And so, like I said, I, I just think that a decision should be made here rather than just sitting on it and saying, well, you know, he'll probably get better next year. Like that's. It's it, it, it's worth talking about. I was I really, it's an interesting problem to have. Like I said, I think he can get value. So, um, that was that was about all I had to say on RJ Barrett. What I assume both of you guys would be interested. I would be interested. I definitely would be. Yeah, hundred percent. More than Tyler Hero. No, I think I'd rather have Tyler Hero. Really? I don't think I would. It's a gut thing. But I also have Duncan Robinson now, so. Sucker. I don't need, I don't need Hero. Sucker. <laughs> I've got the better looking three point shooter from the Miami game. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think I'd rather have Tyler Hero than than RJ Barrett, but I kind of want both of them. I would I would not mind having RJ Barrett on my team. Let this be known to Ben Frederick and Brandon. Go ahead and shoot me any offers you want for either RJ Barrett and or <laughs> uh, Tyler Hero, and I will seriously listen to them. I would like both. Oh, I think I don't know. I think Barrett has a more complete game because he is a good rebounder and he's a good passer for the position. The defensive stats aren't particularly strong, but the rebounds and the assists make up for it. The problem is he's just he's really bad at shooting. And um, when you're a shooting guard, and when you're a shooting guard, you need to do that. And so it kind of makes me wonder, is he ever going to be good? Yeah. Um, when I, there is one thing, though. Like I, I went back and I looked at Brandon Ingram. And Brandon Ingram was kind of the same he thing. Started he started out rough. Was, it started out rough. He was really bad at free throw percentage. His three-point percentage kind of varied. Sometimes it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was okay. And then at some point, he just learned how to shoot and became super valuable. And so that's why if I'm a rebuild team, I'm looking at R.J. Barrett and I'm hoping – that he's Brandon Ingram. That if I, I buy him in a couple of years, he finally figures out. Because he does have a reputation as being particularly hardworking. Um, he's got the pedigree. He's not terribly athletic. I think people misunderstand that about RJ Barrett. Like you just imagine like what's a, a future number one draft pick look like. He's super skinny and he jumps really high and he's really quick. And RJ Barrett just isn't. He's more it's more of a strength-based game. And so maybe that, that helps him to adjust more as he gets stronger and is able and is better able to bully around NBA guards. Yeah. Um, also, playing in New York is just a bad situation because yeah. there's no floor spacing for him to work. Uh, but he was really bad. 339. That was his ranking. Nobody, actually. nobody who played significant minutes was even close to that. Mm. And I just don't know that Brandon can afford to have an honest team. Mm. So I, I, I think he needs to make a decision. So he needs to flip Scar over the Pride Rock into the flames and let the valley grow lush and green once again. Well, maybe? I'm not sure that it's the ideal method. And where do people go for their lush and green? The East Mesa Trading Company. 24-7, Brandon. I'm open. Um, who, who should, uh, real quick, one last question on RJ Barrett. We can move on to the other mm-hmm. uh, transactions. Uh, who should value RJ Barrett if we're assuming that Brandon maybe makes a trade? Who should value him more, a punt free throw team or a rebuilding team? I think a rebuild team because even if you punt free throw, he's still not good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's he's also bad at field goal and um, he's slightly positive in steals and negative in every other category. And if you're roughly neutral in everything, that's okay. But to be roughly neutral in everything and then significantly negative in both percentages, that's a tough pill to swallow. Now, I'd rather have him than Karis LeVert, but, but I, think he's, I think the team that should value him most is a rebuild team. Okay, that's fair. Um, what other um, – so that was a – we've been talking about RJ – that was his draft pick. That was his draft pick. Any yeah. other draft picks? No, that was, that was all he had on the draft. Oof. All right. Transactions, which are – plentiful he's got a bunch of ad drops can we skip the majority of them because <laughs> they, they're just not impressive no we're going through all of them oh. that's what this podcast is <laughs> um i was told by a loyal listener that they love how dry these reviews are but this is exactly what they want did you exactly did you say this to yourself no it was it was taylor but it's exactly <laughs> what i want too very <laughs> team specific um so looking at his team at his team ad drops 
Um, well, started let, me out, the, let me click the next 25 button here so I can follow along. Oh, absolutely. It is, it is a two-pager. The, the goal is to have one team that is one-page transaction and the other team with two, and that's how we balance. Because the podcast that. would be really short if it was Josh and Ben, ben Frederick. We could still turn this one out if we want. We could. They're yeah. both fascinating teams. I but, a Trevor, but a Trevor and a Brandon podcast would take too, too long. Too much. But um, started out adding Chandler Hutchinson, drop Josh Jackson, add Marquise Chris, drop Marquise Chris, Add Malik Monk. Screw Malik Monk. Drop Chandler Hutchinson. Add Dylan Brooks. Drop Malik Monk. Screw Malik Monk. Um, drop nice. Dylan Brooks. Add Frank Nielakina. Drop Frank Nielakina. Add Dennis Smith Jr. Add Malik Monk. Drop Dennis Smith Jr. Add Nasir Little. Drop Kevin Knox. Add Kata Bates Joke. Drop Nasir Little. Add Christian Wood. Drop Christian Wood. Add Lonnie Walker. Drop Kata Bates Joke. Add Kevin Porter Jr. Um, what I think is maybe worth talking about. He had a pretty good rookie year. Well, there's a few things in there that I found interesting. Um, Dylan Brooks, he picked and dropped. And Dylan Brooks had a good year last year. He's okay. And Dylan was Christian Wood, who we praised Trevor for picking up and dropping twice. Uh, this must have been in between Trevor's drops or ads. Um, December third. So actually, both of them on December third. So yeah. in one day he went. Ah, eh, never mind. Yeah, it's it happens. I yeah. mean, I mean, everybody. Most people who are valuable now were not valuable at a certain point. So I'm not going to hate on somebody. For no, for sure. But um, but Kevin Porter Jr. He still has. I think Kevin Porter Jr. is maybe the best prospect in Cleveland. No, I like I like Tom Sexton. I like Porter more than Garland. Um. Porter's kind of an interesting guy. He was very highly recruited out of high school and had a lot of problems at USC. Like yeah. He got suspended for breaking rules, which is not – like USC is not the strictest school. Which, if we're going by the hot scale, maybe a, maybe a bad boy like Kevin Porter Jr. moves up the, move up, moves up the scale. Maybe Pull up a picture of Kevin Porter while we're this talking. This is my job. Um, he's, he's an interesting prospect, and he's somebody that – He's got a great hair. I do remember that. He does have good hair. I think I think he's worth owning. Now I'm maybe sure if he, I'm gonna pull up his stats. <clears throat> well, I mean, he wasn't good this year. Um, so I'm, what 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 constitutes sure worth, worth owning then? I just I think that the upside is a little more easily accessible. Order. Um, you know, like with with Barrett, it was it's the percentages that are actively hurting you. With Porter, there's nothing where he's actively hurting you. He's just still developing. Still developing. Um, it, it's another guy that honestly probably has more value to a team that's rebuilding. Yeah. And he's, ever since trading, at the time of picking him up, he was a team that was building. And he was still competitive, but he was still building. But once, you, once he traded that 2021 draft pick. Um, Which wasn't until this offseason. It wasn't. And it was for another young player. But I feel like that that's a that's a real statement. That's signifying maybe you're ready to move on from guys like Kevin like Porter, Kevin Jr. Porter Jr. and RJ to Barrett. a degree RJ Barrett as well. So Kevin, are you curious to hear Kevin Porter Jr.'s per thirty six? Um, sure. Fifteen point four points, one one and a half steals, three assists, five rebounds, seventy two from the line, and uh, just under two three pointers a game, one and a half threes. It's okay, and he did come on later in, in the year. Another thing that I like about him is that he's a wing. 
And I just think that that's when you have a point guard who's marginal, I worry that he's just a backup point guard. But with a wing, every team needs like six guys who are six foot seven and can defend. And that's what Kevin Porter is. And so I think Kevin Porter is the type of guy who's going to get minutes going forward. And if he does, then those steals will start to shine. And I think he can start scoring in his threes. And I, I think that there's something there. Like I say, he, he might have more value to a rebuilding team than he does to Brandon. But out of all this long list of ad drops, Kevin Porter strikes me as the best one. Okay. I don't disagree. I like Kevin Porter. Um, but he may be may well need to be dropped next year if Brandon's still holding on to him and he's falling behind. Well, Brandon, give me your trade offers. Um, picking up, though, that was in the middle of December. We go on to drop Malik Monk, Malik Monk, drop Lonnie Walker, add Isaiah Thomas, add Rondé Hollis Jefferson, drop Rondé Hollis Jefferson, add Aaron Baines, drop Aaron Baines, add Isaiah Hartenstein, drop Isaiah Hartenstein, add Eric Pascal. Who had a good year, didn't he? Eric Pascal. He At was times. On, yeah, he was on. He was in the, in the top. The only, but he's never going to repeat. Not the only next person year. left of them. I don't think so. And he was more. Of, I that think team. at that point he had kind of trailed off. He started out hotter than he ended. Yeah. Um, There's no one else there. They were taking volunteers from the audience at that point. <laughs> just about. Um, just a <clears> spoiler <throat> alert, but he picked him up January 14 and we're going to drop in February 28. So we carried him for a little while and presumably he added some value because he wasn't all that attached to him. Mm -hmm. um, but next up, dropped Isaiah Thomas, added Justin Patton, who I did not know had ever played a single NBA minute. I don't know who he is. He was drafted out of Creighton. He's a center. He's not that good. Doesn't he got, help. He, he I, think he, I think he got a pretty significant back injury before his rookie season. He was on the Pride's team for an hour and three minutes. Yes, he was. <laughs> Added January 24 at 3.05, dropped January 24 at 4.18. That's when you add him like, on your lunch break, and then you're like – Thinking about it. Let's click the wrong button. I don't know <laughs> if I really want that guy. Well, maybe it was just a, I'm going to stream him for one day. And so I'll just, uh, I don't know. Um, next up, added Willie Cauley-Stein, dropped Willie Cauley-Stein, added Jordan Bell, dropped Jordan Bell, dropped Eric Pascal, added Harry Giles, mm. added Eric Pascal, dropped Harry Giles, added Aaron Baines, dropped Eric Pascal, dropped Aaron Baines. Mm -hmm. So like with Trevor, there's a lot of the same names popping up over and over again. Um, there's not a whole lot on there that really amounts to much. Like I say, Kevin, Kevin Porter is the, the one that stands out as maybe he's worth something. And if you do enough ad drops, you find a guy like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll defend it a little bit because I'm definitely a streamer. Oh, yeah. And, and like I say, Brandon's the type of guy who always squeezes yeah. out a couple so of So you're not always adding and guys because so, you think it's long-term. Maybe you need a certain yeah. category that's specific well, and, and, week and there's someone that can help you there. Yeah, yeah. And, and the sum of all of this is that he made the playoffs. Which was the goal? So, yeah. so it worked. You know, you could you could look at the sum and say, yeah, it was worth it. The parts, all of them are underwhelming, and nothing really helps long term. But it did it, it did the job that it was supposed to do. All right. Well, let's see what we've got on. You know, what else he did on the trades? Yeah, that that was the extent of the ad drops. He did have two other trades on September nineteenth. He traded his. 2021 second rounder and 2022 second rounder for Kevin Knox. Um, so basically traded for nothing for a player who's probably worse than nothing. Um, 
whatever. He he would then go on to. I'm drop. trying to think of something clever to say, and I just got nothing for Kevin Knox. Just a, a big, a big, thing? a big blank hits my brain when I think of Kevin Knox. Um, he made the trade on September 19, and then dropped Knox on November 29th. So he kept him around for a little bit, but he had, Kevin Knox just isn't good at fantasy. Yeah. Um, Looks like a Ninja Turtle, though. I think. I do like the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Ben, on Ben's on it, side by side comparison. I, I have a problem, I guess, with comparing basketball players to cartoons. Uh, I've done that twice in this episode. Um, what was the other trade? You said they had two trades. Um, the other one, June 22nd, he sent his 2021 first rounder and the Flock's 2020 first rounder to the Flock for Macau Bridges and Dunk Man gets paid's first rounder. Hey, Grande. Nice booster. What's his name? Oh, well, this is little Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> um, it's it's an interesting trade. It's that's the trade that's kind of framed our whole discussion of Brandon because that's where he shifted from. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm competitive, a, a but I'm pivot, building if you will. to. Yeah, he pivoted to a builder. To I'm here. I'm going to contend. And Mikael Bridges is a really nice ball player. Um, I just I worry that he's going to miss the. You never. You didn't always say think that. I didn't think that he would translate to fantasy as well as he has. Um, but he's kind of the anti-Tyler Hero where he um, well, Tyler he Hero, gives you the defensive stats where he doesn't necessarily score. But he's good enough at defense that he's going to be on the court. Yeah. And that's that's sometimes my concern with someone like Matisse Thibel's kind of in this category where he's a really good defender, but is he going to stay on the court? Um, with Thibel, I don't know. With... Bridges, the answer is clearly yes. He's a critical part of what they're doing. Um, so, it, like I say, it's a very interesting trade. The Trevor 2021st doesn't mean much to me. The But the Pride's 2021 first-round pick, I think, has a lot of trade value. And he got a nice player, but it's it's a real risk. Um, yeah, Kevin Knox is pretty worthless, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, but now we feel it piling on. Robinson tapped it out to Knox. Oh, when he stole the ball from Kevin Knox. Did you play that just for me? I played it a little bit for you. I really appreciate that. (laughs) If you want somebody who can get the ball ripped from them in a way that makes them fall to the earth very hard, (laughs) then Kevin Knox is your guy. He's available on waiver wire near you. Uh, While we're talking about Kevin Knox again, um, who looks more like a Ninja Turtle, Kevin Knox or Zach, Zach Randolph? Randolph? Yes. <laughs> so it's got to be Zach Randolph because of the headband. I think. Because the headband is just like the bandana. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's pretty dang close. Oh. But no, that, that's, that is the extent of the Pride's moves. It was a successful season. He, he made the playoffs somewhat controversially in the end, I guess. But he had a good, he had a good year. He's he did it without really committing to a whole lot of older players. It's still a pretty young team. Yeah. Um, and aside from next year's draft pick, he hasn't spent a whole lot of he didn't he didn't spend a lot of young talent. Is it is it fair to say that Brandon's team's chock full of B minus C plus players, and that's a good thing for him? Um, I don't know. Like I think John Collins is an A, and there is some junk at the bottom. R.J. Barrett. And Kevin Porter, who we both discussed, they have upside, but right now and probably next year, they're not very good. Um, Torian Prince, 
Like, you could, I think Dallin or Brandon could improve on that. Um, but I think that's that's a somewhat fair assessment. Yeah, it's it's mostly good, not quite great players. Yeah, Torian Prince was ranked 186 last year. Yeah, he can he can improve on that. But he's a he's a guy who works the wire. He's going to scream. He's going to turn through guys. And so if that's that one of his stringing spots, then he can get good value out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows? Like, D'Angelo Russell was better in Minnesota than he was in Golden State. Maybe he steps up to be a top 30, top 25 player. Same thing with Zach Levine. He was 19th last year. So... If he gets top 25 seasons out of Collins and Levine and Russell and then roughly top 100 players out of the rest of the roster, it's a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. Um, so all in all, I, I would say that it was a successful year last year. He had some interesting trades, and I, I think that the outlook is fairly bright. As it was in at Pride Rock at the end of the Lion King. I thought that was very bright. Yeah, yeah. Very, very bright outlook for everyone involved. Can I say, as an American, I don't really agree with the overall message of the Lion King that like kings are inherently superior to others and are born to rule, and and the rest of the people should just be devoured by them. So the Flanny argument, since we're going down this rabbit hole, that they are not people but lions well they're clearly and therefore they are clearly superior to all the other animals and, although in real but why life, did why did the, the animals like bow to him like he eats them why so why are they subservient so that they don't eat them. that's no I, I i reject the moral of the lion king they eat the grass although and the animals eat the animals who eat the grass superior hunters to but they are in the stars looking down upon us that's true. As we have learned. If you want another piece of useless information, the most successful hunters in the African Sahara, African whatever wilderness, are the wild dogs. I'm going to say the humans who uh, kill everyone. <laughs> no. Uh, wild dogs. Wild dogs have the best kill ratio out of all animals in Africa. That'd be a good fantasy team name, yeah. the wild dogs. I think it would be a good fantasy sport, just fantasy yeah. African animals. Yeah. They lose a lot of their kills to bigger prey. I think that might be a good team name for Josh, who, you know, winning isn't everything, but, I mean, you get, a, you get more kills than anybody else. That's you, a little too close to J- the Wild Dogs. Jaw Dogs, though. Yeah, but the J- he should just be the Jays, as we previously learned. That's true. So a little, a couple, wow. a couple rebrandings on the horizon, perhaps. Uh, but to answer your question, Wes, no, no you cannot ask that question as an American. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, before we move on to the, uh, the other bread of the sandwich, I did want to note that we forgot a trade last week. Shame on me. Um, on September 22nd of last year, Josh traded a couple of second round, three second rounders to Dallin for number 10 in the draft, which would become um, Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes. Is that for me for forgetting it or for the trade? Yeah, shame on us. Yeah, shame on us. Really, if you can trade a couple second rounders and turn it into a first rounder, I would say that's a win. Yeah. So good trade, Josh. But you ended up dropping Jackson Hayes, so good trade, Dallin. Huh? I suppose so. Yeah. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. What do we got? Uh, we actually 
two questions. Yes. Today, um, the first is actually we doubled. <laughs> we doubled from last week. Well, I'll be on it. Yes, sure. <laughs> um, for Ben, how did it feel listening to the most valuable assets and not have Zion Williamson in there? Did you do you agree? Do you disagree? Who, wait, Go who ahead and make that question. Point. Well, this is my question, so I didn't officially tweet. I was just curious. I probably should have tweeted that. Because I did think that. I thought that was a little silly. But at the same time, he didn't play a whole lot this year. So I'm like, okay, well I guess I can kind of see it. Okay. But I would have rather had Zion than a lot of people on that list. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. As a rebuilding team looking for the future. As a top asset in the league. Yeah. Do you still view yourself as a rebuilding team? I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Okay. Kind of push kind of, kind of where Brandon if, was if last breaks, year. My team's right interesting because I spent, I've been, this is what, my fourth year now in the league? The Tatum draft? Yeah, that was my first. Then the Jackson draft, then the Zion draft, Zion. and then this year. So, yeah. So, I'm going into year four. four. So, I mean, I've just been on asset collecting mode. I haven't really cared about build or direction, and it's kind of put me in this weird spot where I've got some good youth that don't necessarily mix well. So, Rule number one for surviving zombie land, cardio. That's true. Cardio is muy importante. Okay. Well, but yes, so I don't know. I don't know, but I I think Zion is... So you're looking to move a like a Laurie Markinen or a Wendell? I tried making a blockbuster trade before this show, but it, it did not happen. Tonight? Today? You were you were privy to this. Oh, then not not so not like today. It involved design. Not literally just before you recorded the show, but yeah. prior to the show. But um, yeah, so I I mean I would have had Zion on that list, top fourteen assets. Okay. Um, no, the official Twitter mailbag question is who are you from Ben Levitt? Which I tweeted before I knew I was gonna be here. Yes, you did. This was so. six days ago. Yeah. Um, uh, he tweeted, which was a mirror. He tweeted it from his office, and I was sitting on the other side of that desk. And it was, but probably ten seconds after he tweeted that I asked him if he wanted. That's yeah. Well, well the, the first tweet was, "Can I be a guest on your show?" The second tweet was, "Oh, I who are your a while ago? Who are your top three rookie prospects in the upcoming draft?" Yes, um, which I cared about, and now I don't because I don't have a pick. Okay, which was traded. About thirty seconds after, what is still interesting? The show. I put a lot of time. It all happened the draft in one afternoon before I made the trade, so it's. Well, I'd be interesting to hear what your take on it is. Um, I haven't. I'm not quite sure, and it's still early because we don't know situations. Mm -hmm. If I were, and it comes down to like, who do I? Is the question who do I like most, or is it who? Your big board. Who, who do I top think? Three. I'll tell you mine because I haven't written down. Oh, that's perfect. I wouldn't do that if I were you. If I had a pick in the draft, I wouldn't talk about that. <laughs> I mean, you I mean it doesn't matter to me. Okay. It, it, like, I either get the first pick, I get the second pick, or I don't. Fair enough. Let's hear it. But what if you persuade the guy who gets the first pick or the second pick? So I think there's a lot of... I think there could be a well, lot of... Well, do I, do I answer a, the mailbag question or do I don't? Still, there's still a lot of movement to be had, so I think... How about a no particular ahead. order? That's true. In no particular order. How about no, a no... No, we need the order. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm no mix up, the order. I'll mix up the order a little bit. I'm looking at your order right now. I'm going to mix up the order a little bit. I am, I am. I am reading the question, and it does not specify order. It does not. So, in no I, particular I wrote order. The question. In no, no particular no, no, no. order. Okay, sorry. James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, and Lamelo Ball. Um, I agree with Wiseman and Ball. I don't know about Edwards. Like, I, I just, I don't think Edwards is actually good at basketball. He's never in been no good at basketball. particular order. 
Well, I'm, I'm just saying the other those two would be Ball and Wiseman. Are you throwing? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, I was going to guess who you're putting up there. I don't know. Like, I think it'll probably be Anthony Edwards, but I don't know that I do excite. Like, he's just not. He's never actually been good at basketball. He looks like he should be good at basketball. He's got the tools to be good at basketball. So, but he's not. He has really great after the dunk celebrations on the baseline. If you watch his highlights, and that's partly why. Okay. That is not a good enough reason. Nope. You're not worried about Wiseman's one game in college? I think he played like two or three. But, uh, yeah, I'm very worried about it. That's why – this is why I don't and like the draft. And then... is, there's not a single player that I look at and I think he's probably going to be good. None of them. That's why I felt comfortable trading out of it. Um, but I do like Wiseman. I would, all, my I would almost put Obi Toppin at number three maybe. So I, I think he's going to – I think he's going to score points early on in his career and then – not be good because he can't defend well enough, but I think he'll score enough points early on that I could trade him. So I would be picking him purely as an asset to move it. I, I think that Obi Toppin's one of those guys in the draft that um, he's a solid floor. He needs to be picked by the right team. Yeah. If it's a team that's trying to win, then it'll be a real struggle for him to see the court. If it's a team that doesn't, so he needs care, to go to like New York or uh, Sacramento. Well, but New York, Charlotte. those they already have better <laughs> versions of Obi Toppin. That's the problem. Yeah, it's like, Kevin like, Knox and uh, Harry well, Giles. The Knicks have like eight power forwards, and the Kings have what three big men and they always have a log jam at center. I feel like yeah, it's just. It'll be tough. You got but Marvin I, Bagley and Rashawn Holmes, and then what else? Harry Giles and Harry Giles. Um, what were Nemanja your three? Belitza. Belitza. always. <laughs> so uh, your three? I like Ball, just because. I want that as a sound drop. I think the. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ball. Uh, That's. Yeah. You guys probably don't watch Hard Knocks. I'm like the I'm like the Bryce version of fantasy football. Which, anyway. But Hard Knocks is hilarious. There's a soundbite in this guy that drafted a new quarterback, and they show this guy talking to someone else. He goes, man, I like his balls. Or was a good ball. Yeah. The guy looks over him. He's like, what did you just say? I like his balls. Yeah. So go ahead. Cut that. Use it. That's all you are. I like ball. I like, um, I like ball. So anyways, I just like the ball family. I think they're hilarious. That's, again, not a, a good reason for a fantasy. It's not. But it's I just not. really want LaMelo to be better than – Lonzo. I think Lonzo's good. I think Lonzo's good too. Good. But I think Lamelo. I just want to be better. Okay. But so that's one. One. I like Wiseman. I don't think he'll go that high. Maybe he will now after the influence of this podcast. Yeah, my my voice carries a lot of weight. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I, think real why the, I think that's why this draft is interesting. Well, there's so then, much variation. Like I like. There's I like a bunch of guys that like these Denny can be good. Pretty Denny sure Avia. I said that right. Adivida. Avia. I've heard it pronounced Abdija, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Adivida a lot. It, the problem, like, all of them but have like, huge question marks because, because Denny plays in a league where oh there's God. one real team and he plays on that team. So he's never, like, he doesn't play good competition. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Wiseman doesn't play at all. So, like, I'm supposed to. Once. <laughs> he sort of, he yeah, he played, maybe, maybe, sure. maybe two or three times. But I'm pretty sure Penny Hardaway would vouch for him. Uh, he would. But I don't know. It, how many of these guys would you take over RJ Barrett? Ooh. Or Tyler back, Hero. Full circle. At least three of them. At least three of them? Okay. <laughs> Top three protected. 
I stand firm in that. Uh, um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'd have to look. I'd have to look a lot more closely at. at if, if I had my choice, R.J. Barrett, Tyler Hero. If I had my choice between Barrett and Ball, I would take Ball. Barrett and Wiseman. Is that the only one? Barrett and for sure, yes. Barrett and Wiseman. It depends on where he lands. If he goes to Charlotte or, oh, Charlotte, where he's just going to play a lot of minutes, I'd take him over Barrett. But after that, I think I'd take R.J. Barrett, especially if I were a rebuilding team and I could afford to be patient with him. Mm. So anyway, we'll go. We'll go more over the draft. We'll have a full mock draft as Ooh. things get closer. Probably after the after we do our draft lottery. Who's going to be involved in the mock draft? I don't know. Me and Bryce, and and, <laughs> and maybe one lucky guest host. <laughs> and one lucky guest maybe host. Maybe someone else who like doesn't have a lottery pick. That Probably sounds like a Trevor. That sounds like a Trevor Evans pod. Like we should wait for his, We should wait for him to be in town. Invite him on. All right. Well, let's do it. Um, anything else that we would add? Any other mailbag questions or? No, sir. That'll do it. Okay. Uh, any last remarks, Ben? Thanks for having me, guys. Our pleasure. So excited. Our pleasure. And thanks to the league for letting me in. This has been the greatest joy I've you had know when I told, moving to Arizona. I told Benson that you're going to be on the show, and, and he was excited to have somebody that isn't because so far, Benson and Taylor and, and me and Bryce Jones have been on the show, and we've all been here since the original draft. You're kind of the first new blood manager on the show. I'm the newest yeah. blood. It's very clickish, and we've never had someone on the podcast that we don't really like. And it much, probably so. won't, won't happen. I'm just kidding. won't happen again many times. Um, no, that's it. Well, we're glad to have you, and you'll be Thanks, on guys. again. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm.